liberty lockdown please scan your barcode your liberty ain't gone but yeah it's on hold where did it come from and where did it go it requires a fight not tweeting from your phone don't need a king get him off the fucking throne if you're riding with the thought you've always got a home the virus is scared of will come and it'll go the government knows just don't get treated like a hoe Hey, Liberty Lockdown listeners, this is Isaac Morehouse, the CEO of Crash.co. You love freedom, I love freedom, you want more career opportunity, I want to help you get it. I want to help you live more free by seizing opportunities, whether you're actively job hunting or you're just looking to expand your future potential. Go to Crash.co, sign up for free, completely free. You get the daily job hunt, which has over 50,000 subscribers now in your inbox every morning, plus a bunch of free member perks and benefits. Check it out, crash.co. Thanks for listening. Welcome, everybody, to a special episode of Liberty Lockdown. Uh, Given the show title, I think this is a really appropriate guest. We have Lynn Albrecht, the mother of Ross Albrecht, who has, in my opinion, is a political prisoner. Um, Anyways, Lynn, thank you so much for your time. I I really appreciate it. I think this is going to be a great conversation. Thank you for coming in. Yeah. So thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Happy to be here. Absolutely. So let's, let's start off with kind of your synopsis for those that aren't familiar with his case. If you could give me just kind of a a general breakdown of what transpired and then we can get into it. Sure. Um, Well, uh, from my perspective, um, Ross, who is a totally peaceful person, very idealistic, um, very caring about people, um, when he was 26 years old, he got very enthusiastic about free markets, about Bitcoin, which hardly anybody had heard of at that point, um, and um, wanted to share these concepts with the world. And as someone just pointed out to me, well, he, so he started, he created a video game, which in a way was like the metaverse and that he wanted people in it trading and doing free trading. That was the concept. And um, I realized, wow, okay, because I've just recently figured out what the metaverse is. In any case, um, he was unable to publish this and turn to the internet with, he's not a computer programmer, but he had the concept and the ideas and other people did the programming and the backdoor stuff. Um, And he um, put up there Silk Road, which was a free market website based on the non-aggression principle and, and used voluntary interaction only. And so people were allowed to, it was an open market. So people were permitted to buy and sell what they wanted as long as it didn't hurt a third party. And um, so for instance, there was no child pornography permitted. There was no uh, stolen property permitted. Things like that, that hurt you know, a child, child or, or the owner of the property or no violent services, that sort of thing. But Drugs were exchanged, a lot of drugs, because it was anonymous, it only, or thought to be, it was only a Bitcoin that was used. It was the first proof of use of Bitcoin. But in any case, um, for that, for the platform, not that he dealt drugs, but that the people on a platform that he created and was at least for some of it running, um, he received a death in prison sentence, essentially, double life plus 40 years without parole. Um, so uh, I've been fighting for over eight years now to, you know, get him out at, you know, that this is wrong, that this needs to be corrected. And um, 
here we are uh, still doing it. Man. Yeah. I, I think I saw a tweet from him yesterday. Well, first off, I should ask, is, is that him running that account? Is it possible for him to do so? He can't get on the internet, but he writes them out. And um, okay. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that is, that is Ross. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, I, I saw a tweet from him yesterday saying that he has now spent, I think it, I think it said nine years that he's been in there and um, he's in his ninth year. Yeah. Oh, he is. Okay. Uh, and how old is he? He's uh, about to be 38 in March. So he's 37. Yeah. So he's basically my age. I, I, I feel like this case um, for whatever reason really speaks to my soul. I think it's probably because it, we, we share the same political philosophy, but also because I was the young entrepreneurial type that, you know, had I had any sort of um, vision, I probably would have been there right along, Ross, you know, creating this, this product or this, uh, this opportunity for people. And it's just, it's just so tragic what's, what's happened to them. Um, so I'd like to get your opinion as to why, why did they, pers you know, pursue him as aggressively as they did? Is it simply that I mean, was it the, the fact that he was utilizing Bitcoin? Was it the fact that it creates a, a black market of sorts or a gray market and, and it was as simple as that? Uh, do you have any thesis as to why it was pursued so aggressively? Because it seems as if they really threw the book at him. Oh, yeah, they absolutely. It's an absurd sentence. It's just incredibly yeah. excessive. Um, well, you know, I did. I went through, first I thought, okay, it's the drug thing. It's drugs. And then I found out that the biggest drug seller on Silk Road got 10 years and he's actually out because of COVID, the biggest drug seller. And that, and the, the corrupt agents got, everybody involved in the Silk Road case got 10 years or less except Ross and most of them are out already. So obviously the government's not that worried about drugs. <laughs> and uh, the, the guy who was running Silk Road 2, which the government said was um, identical, only bigger and sold more drugs, he never went to prison at all. And he's somewhere secret. I don't know where he is, um, but he's out of prison for sure. We have that wow. record. Um, yeah, Blake Benthal was his name. And, um, you know, and yet it's in the Sentencing Reform Act that crimes of the same nature get this, uh, roughly the same punishment. And this is such a disparity. It's on our, our website, so, uh, freeross.org, um, about the Silk Road defendants and the disparity. But so I, you know, I was like, well, it can't be drugs because the biggest drug seller got such, such a much lesser. And I thought, you know, it's gotta be the Bitcoin. And there was a, I found out later that the government had directed the um, NSA to hmm. urgently track Bitcoin users right before um, the Silk Road was taken down. They were after it. Now, this is illegal if the, if the if objects of their search are American, but in any case, they were really, upset about this alternate currency. And I think some very powerful people were behind that. That's my personal opinion. Um, you know, and, and it did, it put Bitcoin on the map, essentially, for better or worse. I know some people wish it hadn't, it hadn't been Silk Road, but it was, and it was mm -hmm. the first proof of use. And it was really based on Ross's vision and, and um, idealism, you know? And uh, so it's where it is today, a large part because of Ross. And yet here he sits in a cage while people are becoming billionaires with Bitcoin, which I'm happy for them. That's great. But he's still fighting for his life. Yeah. Well, it, it would be nice if some of those Bitcoin billionaires were to turn around and throw some of those newfound uh, 
you know, digital dollars his way to help with his case. I really wish that were to happen, but. And some it, have, to be fair, some have. Uh, that's great. how we've gotten, went to the Supreme Court. That's how we've gotten. And I'll have a great opportunity because we're going to release an NFT that they could bid on and get a great, um, you know, NFT in addition to helping us. Right. Well, that's, right. that's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, man, it, it's, it's very hard for me to imagine why they pursued him this aggressively if it's not for that. So I, I have to agree with your opinion there. Um, was I there. To say They said you were the first, you know, mm -hmm. it's the idea that is so threatening, I believe. And yeah. they said in their statements, you were the first. And so you have to bear the brunt, which doesn't even make sense. Well, one lawyer wrote, he said, there's nothing in our laws that if you were the first to do something, you are the one responsible for all of it, you know, and become the poster child of the dark web. Right. I mean, it's, um, you know, where there's many, many sites that do not have the kind of um, restrictions that Silk Road had as far as, you know, third parties being harmed. But um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, exactly. It's, it, it's, they wanted to make an example of him. They said so. And so he was the first. Now, to me, the person who's second, third, and fourth know what they're getting into. I don't think Ross had any clue what he was getting into. Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, he was, he had all these ideas and he didn't know where it was going to go. These guys who followed him did, mm -hmm. you know, so in any case, it doesn't make any sense, but I think he, they needed their trophy and they, Ross happened to be their trophy. So they pinned it all on him. Did, did he have any warning prior to the, you know, the full weight of the state coming down upon him? Like, did they say, did they give him, you know, some sort of declaration that, Hey, you have to shut this down or was it basically no warning and here we come? Well, I think, um, uh, well, no, I mean, I don't think he got a direct warning and they wanted to trap him. So they didn't want to alert him. Wow. As far as I understand, Yeah, you know, yeah. that's how they operate. They don't say, Hey, we're really mad at you, what you're doing and we're going to come get you. I mean, you know, well, the, the reason I ask is because there's these, uh, these New Hampshire guys that, that were given notices, oh, yeah. you know, they were given notices about don't do this, don't do that. Basically, you know, I think, I think that the instructions they were receiving were kind of BS anyways, but it, I was just curious if he received any sort of like heads up as to, Hey, you have an out here, you know, we like, we will give you, cause sometimes they don't want to, you know, especially with a new case like this, which in my opinion, it was a new, new, oh, yeah. you know, area of law. They, mm -hmm they sometimes don't want to try it and they, they want to give the guy an opportunity to just do what they want. Uh, I don't think it's right, but that would have been a better offer than what they ended no. up doing to him. So totally. I mean, I no, I think they wanted that trophy. I think it was yeah. a big case. It's a much bigger case than the one you mentioned. It's like, so I don't know. No, he did not. I mean, I wish he had. <laughs> yeah. Know? Well, that's a good question. I mean, was he that much of a true believer that that had he been given uh, a heads up, do you think he would have shut it down to try and try and avoid this fate? It's it. It's very hard to say what a twenty something will do. And I know. <laughs> I mean, I I I know for sure now. <laughs> he oh, right. would. And I think maybe and probably then if he if they were like, look, we've got you, you need to stop. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I I don't know. Did were you? Were you aware of what he was doing back then? I don't know if this gets you into any trouble if oh, no, I ask. Are you kidding? I've never, I've still never been on the dark web. I don't know. I know. 
<laughs> well, it, it is a it is a very important case, I think, for not just for Bitcoin and, and you know free exchange of money, but also for people that believe in free markets. So this is like, I mean, it it touches on every corner of the political spectrum for libertarians in particular. And I know that his name has been on our lips for a long time now. Was there any progress made in terms of the Trump presidency in the push to pardon him? I mean, uh, I, we're, we're raising funds, we're hashtagging, we're doing all the you know, new technological activism that you can kind of get, get done. But it's, it, I have no idea if it paid any dividends. Obviously, he's not freed, and, and I feel awful about that. So I'm just curious if there was any conversations about him being pardoned. Um. Well, I read some things in the media and, you know, there were rumors, but ultimately there was a lot of chaos in the White House at the end. And uh, I, I know there's a lawsuit right now from someone else who said that, um, was saying that Trump verbally said he wanted to pardon that person. And apparently in our law, you can say, a president can just say that and he doesn't have to sign something. And so they're saying he pardoned me because he verbally said it and there's witnesses. I don't know if that can apply to Ross. I don't know what Trump's intentions were. You know, um, I have read that he was, you know, sympathetic about the the, the um, sentence, which mm -hmm. I would think Biden would be too. I mean, it's an outrageous sentence. It's it's really needs to be corrected for the precedent that it sets for other people being uh, sentenced is horrible. And I want to just speak to the um, libertarian part because that you guys brought up because the judge in the sentencing said that we know you started the site for philosophical reasons and we're just not sure that's a philosophy you've left behind meaning a philosophy of the non-aggression principle and voluntary interaction and mm -hmm. that's a very dangerous philosophy in her eyes she said and so because we don't know that you've given this up this dangerous philosophy we're going to have to give you a death in prison sentence this is, you know, this is the First Amendment as far as I can see. I mean, I don't know if the judge, the, obviously the judges didn't catch on to that, but I mean, are we supposed to be caged for our philosophy in this country? For life? Not that I was aware of. I mean, I thought the, yeah. uh, I, thought, <laughs> I thought the Red Scare ended a long time ago. I, we hadn't been imprisoning people for political ideology until relatively recently. I mean, we now have exa more examples of that since Ross. That's fascinating. Did did that get any, I, I honestly hadn't even heard that. So that's, that's a really profound thing to say. It's that a big coverage? In the record, I can, I can uh, wow. look it up for you and find it. It's like, um, yeah, it's got not enough coverage. I bring it up a lot at, in speeches and talks, but I don't, and I think it's prominent on our, I don't know how prominent, I'll look on our website actually and see where it is. But um, yeah, it's, it's right there. She said it. God, that's incredible. I mean, yeah. the, the, the reason it it's so, it, it really is. The reason it's so important is, you know, there, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but uh, under the, uh, the Biden presidency under his, on his first day in office, he came out with this memorandum about um, how they were going to go after quote unquote domestic extremists. And in, in that included people that didn't believe in the election results and, and, most profound to me was that it included people like me it included basically anti-state or libertarian people um and it seems as if ross was kind of the first political like well-known political prisoner that was was taken in this in this fight and i can't help but wonder 
why you know i mean i i guess i i guess i do understand why we're perceived as being so dangerous but ultimately we're peaceful people i mean we we just want to be left alone and we want to be ex able to exchange goods freely amongst consenting adults and it's like this is it seems to me that it's a foundational principle of the american idea you know the ethos um yeah, what happened well why why are we why are we now viewed why did we go from kind of quintessentially American to America's number one enemy? Well, I don't know if we're number one, hopefully not. Um, but, you know, <laughs> it's true. Brennan did come out and say on Brennan that he listed all these people and he said, and libertarians. And uh, I, I would love to tell the president that, look, do you want to regain some goodwill from libertarians after calling them basically domestic terrorists? Maybe you should sign a piece of paper and let Ross out. That would mm -hmm. go a long way. And, uh, it you really know, would. it really would. I mean, I've had so many people when, when Trump was uh, in office anyway, I haven't been to as many conferences this year, but I would vote for him no matter what. I'm not for him. I would work for his campaign if he did this. Um, I'll register to vote for the first time and do it um so i think there's we have almost a half a million people on our, our petition so i feel like you know it, it could be politically advantageous and and also help others because as i said it has coattails it's it's a very he's almost like the poster boy for excessive sentencing at least digital um cases but he's out that he will fight for criminal justice reform when he gets out because he's seen so many egregious abuses of the system. The, the sentencing has become so over the top. The criminal justice system is just weaponized against people and destroys them and their families and their children and their communities. Ross is hardly unique, you know? He, I mean, his case is unique, it's different. But the, as far as, and his sentence is very extreme, but the idea of people, sentencing people to die in prison it's happening by the hundreds of thousands of people. And oh, a lot of it, most of it is nonviolent drug offenses. Right. Well, that's, that's the biggest tragedy of all this is that, you know, they, they had the Democratic Party in particular over the past five years has been running on criminal, uh, criminal justice reform. And, and yet what it looks as if they've done is they have decreased uh, sentencing for violent criminals and done nothing or increased sentencing for either nonviolent drug users or, um, you know, ideological opponents, people that just don't align with them philosophically. Uh, I would like to know a little bit about his childhood. Did, did he come upon this philosophy uh, later in life in his 20s? Or were you guys more libertarian leaning? And was he raised this way? I'm just curious how, how he was as a kid. Well, I mean, he was a great kid, wonderful to raise, very laid back and he still is laid back he's kind of a laid back guy he's very easy going lots of fun yeah. um but um but always very thoughtful in terms of thinking about things and you know i don't know, observe it you know and uh later you know got into physics and how things work in the in the universe and that kind of stuff um so his personality is very very likable which has helped him in prison really um we were, you know, uh, we were always entrepreneurial. 
So, um, and kind of the kind of people it's like, leave us alone, we'll have our life, you know? And when I took the little test, there's a test, are you a libertarian? I, I came out pretty libertarian. <laughs> so I guess, um, <laughs> um, and it, it's basically just a way of life. I mean, right, it's a way of thinking. And um, right. so, but once he got to graduate school is when he got more politically, he, he started reading Rothbard and Austrian economics and all of that. And, he was actually, uh, he was um, getting his master's and he was lined up to get a full ride to Cornell to get his PhD. And then he told me, mom, I, it's not my passion anymore. This is my passion. And I'm like, what are you saying to me? <laughs> You're going to give this up, you know, but, you know, uh, yeah, he just saw this as a way to really bring, I don't know, it, he wanted to save the world, as he said in his talk. Um, did you hear that talk that uh, was broadcast at Bitcoin? He had a record, they recorded an interview and they played it. Uh, I don't think I actually saw that. Yeah, okay. I got to check that out. Yeah, it's just, a, it's an audio, but it's on our website and it's him talking. Um, and he goes into that, how he wanted to save the world. He was a young guy and wanted to make sure he'd save the world. And uh, so, uh, yeah, you should listen to it. It's really good. It's very authentic and it had the audience galvanized and they big standing ovation and everything. Beautiful. Very, I'll, very I'll link that when I post this for sure. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. And um, so anyway, um, yeah, uh, he was, so he really got into it and was committed to it and um, wanted to give people that experience of a free market. He wasn't, he didn't care about being a drug lord or a kingpin or any of that. I mean, that's just, then every website host is a kingpin. Is Jeff Bezos a kingpin? Is <laughs> he's much you know, more of a kingpin than, uh, yeah. <laughs> than Ross is? So. Yeah. You know Zuckerberg and Craig's new mark on Craigslist. I mean, are they kingpins? There's plenty of drugs. Yeah. In fact, it's been come out that Facebook. There's a lot, many, many more drugs sold on Facebook than were ever sold out Silk Road ever. Of course. I mean, this is just yeah. another example of the failures of prohibition. Is you're never going to stop drug consumption so it's to put to put someone like ross away who basically allowed for it to exchange um in a way that kept people out of prison non non-violent people out of prison uh, he probably saved some people from his own fate which is the ironic part about all this is that oftentimes it is the people that are offering the arc that are um i don't know demonized and pursued it's it's really tragic it, what what has been the the case law, if you're familiar with it at all, as to how they were able to pursue him so aggressively for transactions that were happening on his website, whereas Facebook and Twitter and all these other companies under, I think it's called Section 230, are are basically you know immune to, to any sort of uh, posts that are done by their users. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, yeah, and in fact, if he were if it were a civil case, he would not be in jail because mm. it is Section 230. And um, he's not responsible for what people do at his site, you know? And, you know, they wanted this thing taken down. Okay, I get that. I think it was the Bitcoin, but there were drugs involved. Um, but they wanted their trophy. It was, a, it was revealed that it was out there. There was a lot of publicity around it. And um, they went after it. Hmm. The Southern District of New York is known <laughs> for, you know, that. And um, unfortunately, they were the prosecutors. And 
I think probably if he had not been taken from California where he was arrested and lived to New York City under their, their uh, control, uh, it would have been a different outcome, at least a shorter sentence. I mean, but even the prosecutors have told us, um, actually told our lawyer, they didn't recommend that long a sentence. They even didn't recommend life. Now, I'm not, you know, it's kind of confusing because we thought they were going to write, I thought they had said to our lawyer they were going to recommend life if he, um, there's this, this misinformation out there that he, that Ross refused a plea deal. He did not refuse a plea deal. This is in the record. This is in the court record. Um, he was offered what they basically said that we know of, unless there's something we don't know about and the judge doesn't know about is, um, hey, you can, uh, you can go ahead and ask for 10 years or whatever, but we're going to recommend life to the judge. This was, this is in the record. And yet off the record, they told our lawyer, actually, we didn't actually recommend life. So maybe they reconsidered. I don't know. But um, yeah. So she took it upon herself, unless who knows what actually happened, but um, to give him this egregious, just unbelievable sentence. Yeah. Did, and, uh, did you guys have adequate resources to, to defend this case the first go around? Do you feel as if you had a decent defense? Um, frankly, I, I don't know that I would have picked the same lawyers our second time around. There was a few things, but um, I don't know if anyone could have won. Um, really? I think it was wow. pretty stacked against him you know, from the beginning. He was denied bail um, based on our lawyer being told the night before that oh murder for hire and then they didn't um charge him with it at trial right. it was like you know but they, that cost him bail um they they undermined uh the case over the judge did and most egregious was that there were two corrupt agents <clears throat> that she did not allow the jury to know about that she knew about one of them the prosecutors knew about both of them and they, she allowed the prosecutors to keep it hidden. So the jury never knew that two corrupt agents had free reign of this site with the ability to act as DPR, to act as other aliases, to change chats, to, to go into all kinds of areas of the site and steal money, which is what they were doing a lot of. And um, I think that would have put, raised some reasonable doubt in the minds of the jury that the evidence they were looking at had been subject to potentially two corrupt agents covering their tracks. And it was not permitted to be known. I mean, to me, this is just unbelievable. But that's well, yeah, those, those are pretty obvious. Uh, I, if I was on the jury and I were to know that, I would have to conclude that, well, I can't possibly right. convict. There's reasonable doubt. It doesn't yeah. even have to be, yeah. Because well, the defendant doesn't have to prove anything. It's the prosecution. And if there's two, yeah. And then two months later, it all came out that these agents were corrupt. It also came out that there was another DPR, you know, I think there are many, um, who had logged into the Silk Road uh, forum when Ross had been in prison for seven weeks. Who was that? Who was running that site? Um, right. Many people say there were multiple people. And, um, you know, it just makes sense, you know, running that well, big enterprise from your laptop does, it, cafe. I mean, yeah, right. Right, well, I mean, it also makes sense just because they wanted to get him so badly that I, I could completely easily envision uh, them setting him up using these other accounts to make it look as if he's a much worse person than he actually was so that they could have justification to you know throw the book at him. 
it's it's so tragic because I'm you know I I am so I'm so blackpilled I'm so skeptical about our criminal justice system and then I I see this Arbery case I see this Rittenhouse case and it's like we've had some moments of what I I perceive to be kind of a, a legitimate uh, result and and I, I I'd have to say it has made me slightly more optimistic that maybe there is a a reawakening when it comes to the criminal justice system in this country and maybe the the juries are starting to think a little bit more clearly I don't I don't know uh, but I'm very hopeful that uh, especially with what you just said that a couple months later we found out that there, there was other accounts that were uh, you know operating as him and obviously it couldn't have been him so is there is there any hope for uh, another appeal or is pardon basically our only hope here Unfortunately, and you know, you're, you make a good point, but you know, it comes down to judge specific judges, and I don't blame the jury. Although, you know, I, I think they, you know, they didn't understand Bitcoin, and it was considered this scary thing, and they didn't understand um, a lot of the technology. I don't either. I mean, the whole laptop investigation where we weren't allowed to bring our witness um, was outrageous. It was. I've had tech people say this is travesty. I mean, mm. ridiculous. But they didn't. The jury didn't understand. I mean, to be fair, you know, when you say a jury of your peers, they would have had to have a bunch of tech guys on the jury. And, and libertarians. Most, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And most uh, of And trust me, he would have been free if there was libertarians <laughs> on that jury. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and uh, you know, most of them were over 40, I think, except for two. Mm. And, and most of them or a bunch of them uh, work for the government. So then they're looking at the prosecutors who are from the government and the judge who's essentially from the government and they're going, this must be right what they're telling us. You know, it's very much skewed in favor of the government in these trials. That's why 98% of people take a plea even to things they haven't done because they're threatened and their families are threatened by the prosecutors that if they go to trial, they'll pay what's called the trial tax. And it's a very, means you'll get a much worse uh, outcome if you lose and you're gonna lose. Very few people win at trial. Yeah. So um, anyway, um, gosh, I forgot your question. <laughs> I got off on it. Oh, it's it's okay. Uh, I was I was wondering. Um, my buddy Ace is probably the biggest. I don't know advocate for Ross. He he has really made this a, a passion project for himself, and and he said he wanted to know if there are any plans for a documentary on Ross's case. There's been a couple that seem, I don't know, a little bit. Uh, dramatized not not real documentary style is there is there anything that's in the works that you're familiar with yeah yeah no we're we're hoping to i mean it's a long it's gonna be a long project but hoping to have one that we do and um Beautiful. we're working with somebody and uh you know yeah because ross get, ross deserves to be able to speak out and not have it be skewed and warped and you know it, the media is so untrustworthy that way and I, I think Deep Web was a was a very fair and and okay. Alex Walker, the director. Um, there were a few I had a few quibbles, but they were it was not you know it was fine. It was really well done actually, and you really get a sense of who Ross is. And he was very he he really worked with us even when it was hard. You know to you know uh, he he want he has met Ross. He really cares about him and he wants him out. And um, so he. It was very, it was, um, I would say balanced, but, and, you know, that's, that's where I'm like, well, it wasn't exactly like that. 
his friend said this or whatever, but you know, that's just minor stuff. It's like, overall, I think it's a really good one. Yeah. How, yeah. how are you holding up? I, I mean, this has been a almost decade long fight now and I can only imagine I'm not a, I'm not a father myself, but um, you know, it, it hurts me and I don't even know Ross, I've never met him and you raised him and I, I just want to make sure that you're doing okay. And I, and I hope that you know how many people are, are just deeply touched by what you're going through and, and really inspired to do everything in our power to, to assist you. That's so kind. Thank you. Um, it is. I mean, the, the people standing by me, I, you know, has made all the difference in being able to continue this thing, but it's tough. I won't yeah. lie. It's been very hard. I'm, I could really, it's like, whenever I think, could I have a vacation, like a total vacation, but it's always something seems urgent to do. And, um, and I haven't really, I take, I do, I do take breaks, of course, like any human has to, but you have to, yeah. it's been a long, it's very long. And I was very devastated, very devastated when, um, he wasn't commuted last time, last chance, which was in January. And then I got COVID and then I had to um, move out of my house. And at that point I was just like, okay, I'm going to go to Miami where I could do more for him. Cause I was living in Tucson to be near him and visit him. But there's a lot going on in Miami. And he said, yeah, do it. So I don't see him as often, but um, I think it's true that I can, you know, do have more uh, connections and, get more people aware of his case here. Yeah. Well, Man. how, and now that I've asked about your spirits and I, I, let me also just take a minute to say how inspirational it is to see you continue with this fight. I mean, I'm going to try not to get well up, but I just, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine what you're going through. Sorry. <laughs> no, I appreciate your caring so much. Um, I told Ross once, I said, I'm trapped by mother love. You know that, right? I, can't. I know, right? That's the thing. I, I, what am I supposed to do? Go, okay, I'm done. I'm too tired. I'm going to the beach and um, sorry, kid, you know, you can rot in jail and die. I can't do it. Now, you know, if he weren't Ross and he had, and I, he was violent and horrible and committed some horrible thing and was a dangerous person, you know, you come to terms with that. I mean, I don't think I, it's not just because he's my son, but it's because of who he is. Right. The whole thing is so wrong. And, yeah. um, you know, are we all going to be held responsible with our lives for mistakes we might've done when we're 26 or choices we may have made that we weren't the most measured. I mean, he even says that in his talk, he said, I thought I could save the world. I wanted to save the world, Yeah. but that's what a 26 year old thinks they don't think of the repercussions hey i'm i'm in my 30s i still think it i still think that one i still think one person can save the world and and i think that you know what he innovated ultimately is it could i mean like it, it, i know it sounds crazy but the fact that he proved no, people believe that is true yeah i mean he he proved the use case for bitcoin and decentralized currency that isn't uh you know fiat that isn't government controlled and and that may very well be the tipping point or the turning point in human history from kind of top-down governance and totalitarianism to, you know, the rights of the individual. It's, it really can't be understated whether or not it was his intention. Um, what came from it was so powerful. And, and I, I agree with you. That is why he was pursued so aggressively is because they could not allow for that use case study to be 
uh, a roaring success because I mean he would be the Amazon of of uh, I don't know unregulated goods right now if if it were to have been allowed to to continue. But uh, what what is his uh, what are his spirits like? I mean uh, the only interaction I get from him is following his Twitter account and. And I know that 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 is truly what what he's saying. Obviously, he has found meditation. I also meditate. Um, is that is that uh, a fair you know? I don't know, microcosm of how he really is doing right now. I think you know, in general, Ross is um, is very positive person by nature, and he consciously, intentionally doesn't get caught up. And he wrote about this. Um, in bitterness or regret and thinking if only and all of that, because it'll torture you. I mean, you know, it'll just torture you. Mm -hmm. And he wrote a piece called um, Five Keys to Inner Strength I Learned in Five Years in Prison that is very inspirational. I, I, it inspires me. And even in his talk um, at the Bitcoin conference, he talked about, well, what had to save me was gratitude. Even in solitary confinement, I had to look at gratitude because otherwise I was going to lose my mind. I'm grateful for the horrible food they give me, but they give me food and the drinkable water and the air that's stale, but I can breathe and that sort of thing. And it helped him out of it. You know, he's, um, and he believes that he will be free. I do believe he believes that he will be free, that he has faith that that'll happen. And I do too. And um, it's, yeah, I just can't, I just cannot accept in my reality that Ross will die in there. I just can't. And so I just go, okay, let's do it, make it sooner rather than later. Yeah. I don't know if it's MLK or what that quote is from, but you know, it's uh, something to the effect of justice is slow, but it, it tilts towards, I don't know if it's Liberty or the, the proper out outcome. It, I really do think I, I agree with you uh, for whatever reason, it, as black pilled as I am, as, as uh <laughs> as as hopeless as I feel at times, for whatever reason, I feel like a case as unjust as his. Uh, it it has to be rectified at, in my lifetime and in his, and I I really believe that it will be eventually. Is there? It's interesting that you said when his last opportunity was in January. Are you implying or saying overtly that it was because that was when Trump left and when Biden became president that there is no hope for a pardon? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. I I meant that. Um, at the time, uh, commutation was all, everybody was talking about commutations and all of that. And we were hopeful. No, no, I, I don't I have not lost hope that President Biden wouldn't um, see the injustice of this and uh, commute him. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he has a son who's gotten in trouble. He, I'm sure he, you know, maybe he could be merciful here. I think there's a place for mercy in our American values that it's been lost with this criminal justice system that's so uh, draconian. And it, a lot of that I think is fueled by money and power. I mean, the, the uh, mass incarceration is a huge, huge jobs program, money-making machine that a lot of people have a lot of interest in keeping going, not to mention the drug war, which has been, I think, I, I always forget, I think it's a couple billion dollars and People still use drugs, so I'm, it's total failure, except <laughs> well, yeah. make a lot of money and keep the cartels going and all of the things it does. It doesn't solve drug use. No. So, oh, I mean, if anything, it, it, it gives a small, small monopoly on legal drugs that are the biggest businesses on earth right now. So it's, it's all kind of a joke. But 
uh, I, to your point about not giving up hope that Biden could pardon him, um, you know, I'm not a fan, but I will say if he's serious about his pledge to rectify some of the terrible laws that he is largely the architect of when it comes to the war on drugs and things like that, Joe Biden could make a, a huge sign of good faith, uh, not just to the libertarian community, but also to the criminal justice reform community by commuting this case or this sentence as well as many others. I mean, yeah. it's, mm -hmm. it's, just, it's just unbelievable to me that we have this, this amount of nonviolent people in prison. I mean, it just, I, I, I can't, I can't even fathom it. I don't I don't understand how people justify it. I don't understand how people sleep at night knowing that it persists. It's, uh, it's really astonishing. It, are you hopeful that, that given this new push for criminal justice reform, that, that Ross's name might be picked up? I, I think one other thing I wanted to mention to you is, you know, I'm really disappointed in the, the Black Lives Matter movement because it's become so racialized and, and it's like, we are all in this fight. We have tons of people that are just human, human beings that are being, uh, having their lives destroyed by this system. And, and I don't understand why we need to put a color on the person that we're trying to get free. Like, uh, has, that, has that been a, have you had any luck speaking with ad, uh, advocates of that movement and things of that nature? Oh, I haven't talked, I haven't actually spoken with BLM, but I've certainly talked to many criminal justice reform organizations, many of whom are on the left. And uh, we have a letter where 40 of them have signed saying this is not, <laughs> this, is, this, this is not, this should not stand. Beautiful. And again, as I said, it affects people of all races because this sets a precedent. It's, you know, and uh, so, and of course, who cares? I mean, in my, my, my opinion, I do think it's true that, for example, like I, I think I was saying that, you know, some families can't afford to go see their loved one in prison because it's so far. I, I can afford that. I can get a flight. They can't, that kind of thing. They are living in very difficult communities with, and they're trying to raise these, some of these moms, for example, that I talked to, trying to raise their kids there without the dad and they can start out with good grades and then things fall apart. There's more of a, I think, impact for sure on those communities without that support. And I, you know, actually I had um, blockchain, what is it, Black Blockchain Summit, who is uh, almost all black people involved. And the leader of it said to me, I, he has me on. In fact, they gave Ross an award and um, for his work uh, in Bitcoin and bringing it to people and um, he said, you, you look like a suburban mom, you know, and it gives a lot of these women and men and people in those communities courage to also speak out because you're doing it. And that makes me feel good. I want to help them. I want to, you know, we, and so does Ross. I mean, you know, it, it, it's people. I mean, you know, he, he even said to me, he was a, this is an anecdote, but he became friendly and friends with um, in a different prison, a more violent prison with a big gang leader. And I said, you know, I'm thinking, of course, I've spent all this, his upbringing trying to have him be, um, have good peers and all of that. <laughs> right. Here he is. And, um, but he goes, you know, mom, gang leaders are people too. Mm -hmm. They appreciate being, having respect. They appreciate goodwill. It's, it's like, we're all people, yeah. you know, that's how I see it. No, I, I, of course. And yeah. I mean, that, that was, yeah, 
Yeah, that that was Martin Luther King's movement was all about you know colorblindness and and moving past this racial nonsense. And uh, I agree with you. I mean, I, I have I have interacted with uh, quote unquote dangerous or bad people throughout my life, and and at the end of the day, it's it's always there's a humanity there. There's there's something that connects all of us regardless of upbringing. And I think oftentimes the major differences that we perceive in, in one another is based off of the upbringing that was out of our control. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't really understand why, why this fight has to be so divisive when it's, it is truly an issue that touches us all. And, and I, you know, I am extremely grateful that this is even a conversation that, that there are people that are pushing for criminal justice reform because for basically my entire life, I'm 39 now, my entire life, that wasn't a topic of conversation. Like oh. the fact, the fact yeah. that we have legalized weed and now we're talking about, uh, you know, having psilocybin and, and MDMA trials for, for people for therapy, like we're making progress. It's just, God, is it slow? It just really kills me how slow it is. And Ross's case would be a really, uh, uh, in my opinion, a sign that we have taken a quantum leap in this fight. Uh, do you have any timeline? Let me just say something before we get in there. Uh, the other thing about the whole racial thing and other prisoners, this NFT that we're going to launch, um, a portion, a, a significant portion of the funds raised is going to a fund that we've established called Art for Giving. And it's going to focus on uh, prisoner, in the, the suffering of the incarcerated and their families. Mm. Like it's not just for Ross, Ross's defense, which we also need but um, it will be to help other prisoners because Ross has a big heart for other prisoners and race or you know, whatever, any race. And, um, you know, he, you know, he's vowed to, to fight for them, whether he's in prison or not. And so just so you know, we're, 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 we're very aware of what's going on with other people. Of course. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's more aware than I am for sure. Um, yeah. And cares. Has, I mean, cares. It's not just oh, I'm going to raise a bunch of money and have this money not to fight for myself. It's also to help them. Yeah. No, I I totally believe it. I mean, he seems to be the uh, the dreamer type. I mean, yeah, obviously, that's a good way. He is a dreamer. Yeah, yeah. To to have accomplished what he did and then to have gone through what he's done and then to still maintain, you know, concern. Uh, as much of a principled libertarian as I am, I'm not going to lie. If I was in prison, I would be much more interested in raising funds for myself. And this guy still seems very interested in helping other people and still interested in saving the world. So I don't think he's given up on on his yeah. grandiose thinking, you know. It's just kind of who he is, is that he cares about people. That's yeah. the irony of this whole narrative about, oh, this violent kingpin, you know, and all this <laughs> right. stuff. Media is just, oh, my God. Yeah, well, that's more exciting. You know, it's not exciting to say, oh, raw milk was sold on Silk Road. <laughs> you know, that's not going to be clickbait. <laughs> Certainly not. Um, oh, gosh, this has been a really great time. I, I, I'm so thrilled yeah, that you took it. Yeah, I'm so yeah. thrilled you took a little time out of your day to, to do this because this case has been really important to me. Um, it's really important to my community. And, and I think that it it would be a really important case to the to the world if they understood it. Um, obviously, mm -hmm. documentaries and things of that nature will help to get some some broader understanding of what transpired. Is the the documentary that you're working on? Do you have any idea where it might be? Is it just gonna like because if you can get something like this on Netflix, I mean, it oh, could no, really we would go change for that kind of level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
of course. Yeah, absolutely. Is there any any hope of that happening, or is that too yeah. too soon yeah, to say? Yeah, the person we're working with I, I does, and he's got a record, you know, a, a resume and all of that. So, yeah, awesome. I think so. I mean, that's the point, right? And um, yeah, yeah. So well, great. Well, thank you so much, Lynn. Um, everybody go to freeross.org. Is there anything else that you should leave the people with in terms of how they can support? Because this is a, a fight that we are all in with you. Thank you. Oh, well, if you haven't already, please go to freeross.org and sign the petition. There's a red box at the top that you just click, goes right to it. We're almost to half a million, which was my original goal. And um, it just represents, there's no magic number where, oh, he'll get out. But what it helps it with is being able to say, let's say to a legislator, you should back this because look, there's a movement here. Half a million people care about this. It's not just, and it's impressive. It's something gives me something to work with. And, um, and it just shows all that support. And, um, you know, you don't even have to think Ross is good or the Silk Road, you know, you could think it's horrible, but the sentence for a nonviolent first-time offender, it, it damages our justice system to have a sentence like this exist. It's it's so, so beyond what um, the original intent of, of all of this was. You don't mm -hmm. do that, you know? So um, yeah, please sign the petition, go to freeross.org, please follow us on social media and um, help change the narrative. We, that's what I do all the time, you know? and um, and and you know, the more awareness people have, then more people will care. And it's an ongoing effort. Yeah, I appreciate you're giving me this opportunity because this helps, you know, everything. Of course, helps. yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you never know. You never know what might be the tipping point. I, I don't know if it'll be my show, but I, I'm followed by some other big accounts that Joe Rogan catches wind and he decides to have you on and then you really have a, a movement there. I mean, you, you just never know. And and I think that your your tireless efforts give you an opportunity to see that tipping point come faster than than we might imagine so i really hope that uh if you need anything if you need any support please let us know please let me know and and we will continue to push uh, alongside you because this is uh, an injustice that as far as i'm concerned cannot and will not stand and uh keep up the fight thank you will do you too and um hope to see you uh here in miami I will. I will indeed. Thank you so much. Lynn. I look forward to that. Okay. Thank you. Lord have mercy. What a sweet woman and what an important conversation. I really hope you guys share this episode because it is so, so damn important that we get word out about what's happening to him. So I, I know you probably feel like you know this story like the back of your hand and you've, you've been told it a thousand times and you've done everything you can. But trust me when I tell you, most people, most normies out there, they don't have a clue what's going on with Ross Albrecht. They've never heard his name. They don't know about his plight. Like, this is our mission. This is our moment. I am so fired up to help these people. I can't even put it into words. So please ride with me, folks. Ride with me on this one. I beg you. Beg you. Go to freeross.org. Sign the petition. Donate to the Defense Fund. Do whatever you can to spread this message. Share this on YouTube. Share it with your friends. I mean, it is a powerful conversation and she is so deserving of our assistance as is ross i beg of you <laughs> i know it sounds ridiculous but i am begging i am begging this this really really touched me and uh, i know you guys are going to help me out so thank you again for listening if you want to support this show 
because of these incredible conversations that we're allowed to have because of this platform that I've now created, uh, I really would appreciate if you go to libertylockdown.locals.com and become a supporting member of the show. And before you do that, if you only have enough money to donate to one thing, absolutely go to freeross.org. Thank you, guys. Coming up later this week, I have on the five-time MMA champion, Jake Shields. I also have on Mikkel Thorup, who is a uh, expatriation specialist, which can tell us about how to get our finances offshores and do all sorts of asset protection stuff. It's going to be fascinating. And then last but certainly not least, my goodness, probably the best, I have on Josie, formerly known as the Redhead Libertarian, as well as James Lindsay, the anti CRT anti-woke warrior himself. So that is going to be an amazing panel discussion. Do not miss any of these episodes. They're going to be bangers. Big shout out to everybody that's been with me since Jump Street. Appreciate y'all. Welcome to Liberty Lockdown, please scan your barcode, your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold, where did it come from and where did it go, it requires a fight, not tweet from your phone, don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne, if you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home, the virus is scared of, will come and it'll go, the government knows, just don't get treated like a hoe, like Nico and Shane, you're probably wondering what's happening, scared Hollywood left these lyrical feminine, a typo with Luke might bring the nooses, we all bite the bullet, I'm the king of the gooses, freckles and Brit, didn't know I could spit, knew I was a patriot, but now I'm the shit. Peter Quinones, invite me on Which podcaster sends custom songs Part of the problem, now I stand with the people Dave showed the way, but I am unequal Lions of Liberty, now hear me roar Beat running up, but I got a bit more Robbie the Fire, always running his mouth But I made him a sandwich, now I'm man of the house No malice for Nick, but you're welcome to quit I went over BLM with the fire I spit Friends against government just call us fags Copy the Cairo, put mummies in the bag Liable opinions get thrown on the ground Silky's Mouton was the only sound Getting so hot must be air July Screaming in the mic I ripped for 59 Miles to ratio That black guns matter Now all these lefties Got crazy small bladders None of us wanted war But we're ready You know I be bopping And rock steady Liberty lockdown Please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone But yeah it's on hold Where did it come from And where did it go It requires a fight Not tweeting from your phone Don't need a king Get him off the fucking throne If you're riding with the thought You've always got a home The virus is scared of Will come and it'll go The government knows Just don't get treated like a hoe